Hello, room 16. So I'm going to go ahead and continue with, I believe we're in part seven of Out of My Mind. Ooh, yuck, Claire whispered. Cooties, Molly whispered back. Mrs. Lovelace raised an eyebrow when cleared her throat. It seems you two like to stand. You'll continue to do so the rest of this week. Oh, man, this sucks, I heard Claire say. Molly had sense enough to say, Molly had sense enough to say, and nothing. Maria didn't notice. She even kissed Claire on the cheek. That was funny. Willie ended up next to a large, friendly boy named Connor. Ashley and Carl were absent that day, so that left me sitting in the back of the classroom by myself. The room got real quiet. I suddenly felt cold, like the air conditioning had been cranked up real high. I caught goosebumps. The teacher looked around the room, expectation on her face, I guess hoping that somebody will volunteer to take me. At that moment, I would, I would have given anything to be back in our bluebird, bluebird room instead of sitting there with 30 kids staring at me. Finally, a girl got up out of her seat and walked over to my chair. She squatted down and looked me directly in the face. Then she smiled. It was the girl with the long hair who had frowned at her friends for laughing. I'm Rose, she said, her voice soft. I smiled back. I tried really hard not to kick or grunt or make a noise that would scare her away. I held my breath and thought about calm, quiet things like ocean waves. It worked. I inhaled deeply and slowly, then pointed on my board to thank you. Rose seemed to understand. I showed her I could power my own chick own a chair and I rolled to where she's been sitting we sat together for the rest of that class and I didn't do a single embarrassing thing it ended way too soon but ever since every Wednesday our little class of outcasts gets to join Mrs. Lovelace lace music class it's awesome Jill Ashley and Carl eventually became part of the group each one of us has been assigned a buddy to sit next to and interact with. Once they met her, all the girls rushed to be Ashley's buddy. I think it's like playing with a pretty little doll for them, but Ashley seems to like the attention. Claire and Molly eventually got their chairs returned, but they haven't chosen to be buddies for anybody yet. That's fine with me. Elizabeth and Jessica have stuck with Gloria and Maria. Jill sits contently next to a girl named Aster Chang. Jill sits, oh yeah, Ronnie actually comes over at recess and talks to Freddie. Sometimes he pushes Freddie really fast in his chair. Freddie loves that. And I get to sit with Rose every single Wednesday. On Tuesday, I can hardly sleep because I'm so excited. I make my mother pick out my nicest clothes on Wednesday morning. Cool outfits like the other kids wear. I screech at her until she gets the right combination. I make sure she brushes my teeth so my breath won't stink. I think about Rose all the time. I worry that she will change her mind and not like me. But Rose talks to me like I understand, and she tries to figure out what I'm saying as well. One day I pointed to new, sh to new and shoes and nice on my communication board then down to her feet to let her know that I had noticed she got new sneakers and that I liked them. At first, she seemed surprised that I could do this, especially since it's sometimes 
takes me a long time to make my thoughts make sense using my board. One day I pointed to music and bad and stinky. And then I started laughing. Rose didn't get it at first. So I pointed to the words again, then pointed to Mrs. Lovelace, who was playing some kind of jazz music on the CD player. I'm like, mom, not a big jazz fan. It confuses me, it confuses me because it doesn't have a tune. Rose finally figured out and said, oh, you don't like jazz. Me neither. We both laughed so hard Mrs. Lovelace had to put her finger to her lips to tell us to hush. Never in my life have I had a teacher to tell me to be quiet because I was talking to somebody in class. It was the best feeling in the world. I felt like the rest of the kids. Rose tells me secrets sometimes. I know she bites her fingernails and she hates milk. She goes to church every Sunday but falls asleep until it's over. Me too. She has a younger sister just like I do. She even likes country music. Sometimes she tells me about trips to the mall with her friends. It would be so tight to be able to do that. Now we're in chapter 12. By the end of October, the inclusion program has expanded. Marie and Jill have been added to art and gym class and Freddie and Willie go to science. Meet is the first time I've ever gone to change classes for different subjects in my life. Now, when the bell rings, instead of wondering what's happening out there in the halls, I'm out there too. It's awesome. I plow through the crowds in my electric chair like a power mower in thick grass. Sometimes kids would, sometimes kids wave or say, what's up? Every once in a while, someone will even talk with me to the, oh, will walk with me to the next classroom. Cool. But inclusion doesn't mean I'm included in everything. I actually sit in the back of the room going crazy because I know answers to things and can't tell anybody else. What's the definition of the word dignity? One of my teachers asked a few days ago. Of course I knew, so I raised my hand, but the teacher didn't notice the small movement I'm able to make. And even if she were to call on me, what then? I can't very well yell out the answer. It's really frustrating. During parent-teacher conference earlier this month, my parents came in to meet Mrs. Shannon and the other teachers. Instead of leaving me on my own in a corner somewhere, Mrs. Shannon pulled me into the circle of teachers who are involved in the inclusion program. She is so great. She patted the arm of my chair and smiled. This child's got some serious smarts. She's going to be a star in this program. I did my usual screeching and kicking. I think I would have kissed her if I could, but that would have been pretty sloppy, I guess. Well, it's about time somebody recognizes what we've always known, my dad told Mrs. Shannon. We really appreciate the opportunity to let her show what she can do. Mom was especially pleased to find out I've been assigned a mobility assistant, an aide of my own. Finally, Mom said, relief in her voice, we've been asking for this for years. Budget busting paperwork, a system that runs on grits instead of good sense. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Shannon replied, shaking her head. I'm trying to get all the students in H5 the services they need. But I smacked an aid for Melody way up on top of my list. So we'll see how it goes. I'm expecting a wonderful school year. So cool, I tapped on my board. An aid, wow! This person's job would be to take me to classes, sit with me, and help me participate. 
I wonder what she'd look like. <gasps> or maybe I'll get a guy. Would he be young and cute or old and grumpy? The very next day, my new aide was at school before I was chatting with Mrs. Shannon in room H5. As we kids were wheeled in, she came right over to me and shook my hand. Hi, Melody. I'm glad to meet you. My name is Catherine. I go to the university and I'm going to be your deals and wheels every day. She talked to me like I was like any other student, not a kid in a wheelchair. I try not to kick, but it was hard to hold in my excitement. Cute shirt, she said as she checked out Tweety Bird on the front of my new lavender top mom had bought for me. I pointed to thanks on my board. What's your favorite color, she asked then. I pointed to purple, but then quickly slipped my thumb over to green. I grinned at her. You're quick, Melody. I can see we both like weird colors. We're going to get along just fine. Catherine was dressed in purple tennis shoes, green tights, a purple suede skirt, and the ugliest green sweater I've ever seen. I wanted to tease her about her outfit, but I didn't want her to think I was mean. After all, I just met her. I searched all over my board for a way to jokingly make fun of her clothes, but I couldn't think of a way to do it, so I gave up. It is so hard to say stuff. So now it's Catherine who helps me at lunch so I don't make a mess. And Catherine who me reads off the answers I point to on my board. She's added some more words and phrases to it. And she helps Mrs. Shannon order the books I need to read. She even makes sure the headphones don't fall off my ears. The regular fifth grade language arts teacher, Mrs. Gordon, is not much older than Catherine. She's almost, she almost explodes with energy and makes books seem like live action plays. She jumps on the table. Sometimes she sings. She lets the class act out parts of stories. And sometimes she even turns books into games. Vocabulary bingo, Miss Gordon announced one morning. Donuts to the winning team. As they played, my classmate broke their necks to get the right definitions, screamed out answers, and groaned when they messed up. In just half an hour, every student in the room knew all 20 vocabulary words. Miss Gordon gave donuts to the losing team, too, but the winners got the ones with the chocolate sprinkles. I knew all of the definitions, but the other kids moved too fast for me. Chocolate would have made a mess of my clothes anyway. One usual warm day this week, Miss Gordon brought in fans and spray bottles of water and let us eat popsicles in class. Orange ones, of course, in front of Halloween. While she read poems about pumpkins and ghosts, Catherine held my popsicle for me with a paper towel under my chin. We didn't spill one drop. 